Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, your global rugby wrap-up with Steve Lewis, Alex Corbicero, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan, and I am joined by an all-star cast, Mr. Alex Corbicero, I believe he's in Los Angeles, Mr. Brian Ray up in Halifax, that's Nova Scotia, that's part of Canada, it's a place north of the United States, and Mr. Stephen Lewis in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, we're not, we don't have time for pleasantries, so let's get right to it. Alex, why don't you get us going? What caught your eye on the global landscape? I think it's got to be England's decline in the Six Nations or perceived decline in pressure on, on Eddie Jones. And, and I think that that's a fascinating story. I saw an article today saying that he has a potential release cause in his contract. I think, you know, when you, when you look at a guy who took England to the World Cup final, who then won the Six Nations, who then won the Autumn Nations Cup, and then they go and have a... Uh, you know, a dodgy Six Nations, which I think some of the cracks were in those previous wins and previous winning campaigns before, and people were getting frustrated. But the this sort of driving England off a bit of a cliff in this Six Nations of their up and downness and, and losing, you know, I, I think it's their worst uh, finish in, uh, I don't know how long, but in a long, long time. Steve, any comments to follow that up? Yeah, I'm going to start with the German word, schadenfreude, Okay. That's taking pleasure in other people's um, problems. So I'm delighted to uh, wallow in it this week. So first off, congrats to England, winning the triple clown. Okay, losing three games. Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, they're Celtic cousins. Uh, it's terrific. And as Corb says, I don't see it as a perceived decline. I see it as the decline. When you finish fifth out of six, that's a decline. We all know they're a better team. We all know they've got the players. Um, so is it? They are. They are. I agree. I, I think that that is why. And I think it, it comes to the criticism of Eddie, I think, wants to have a squad at the next World Cup with 70, 80, 100 caps. And so he's kind of already picked his team for this four year cycle. But the problem is, is some of those teams are the heart of them are in Saracens who aren't playing week in, week out rugby. And then there's a lot of guys who are putting their hands up in the club scene for their teams week in, week out, who aren't getting a, a, a sniff in the team at all. And I think that's growing on the frustration and his sort of personality of I know what's best, I do what I want, works when England are winning, but it can almost be his downfall as England and results start to turn. And, and, and I agree, there's a dip in form, a dip in consistency, a loss in like physicality and set-piece dominance, what I think England have built a lot of these wins on, and, and that gave them the flexibility to play a kick-heavy style or a game-line style, where right now I feel like they haven't got all those little nuts and bolts and details to their game to the same level of consistency that they've had previously. When you talk about the physicality of the front rowers, are you talking about Genge elbowing Sexton into a coma pretty much, or attempting to at least? I just saw that on Twitter today. I didn't actually catch it on the weekend, and that that's pretty – Pretty brutal. What, the, um, what is, what the, he doesn't think he's on camera? Uh, honestly, I, I'd be curious what the sanctions do. Yeah. I, I I think that's, you know, a loss of control. And I think that's part of what happened in England. They got ruffled, their feathers ruffled up front. Um, I think Ireland's 
set pieces improved dramatically with Paul O'Connell coming in with the adoption of Saracen's scrum, scrummaging technique as well. That unfolded England in the front row too. I think there's like multiple facets, but the fact that they were able to combat England at the set piece and actually contain them in the, in the contact area was, you know, was a fuel for the fire for the Irish on that day. And it definitely ruffled the feather of England who aren't used to that being the case, especially in, you know, four wins in a row against the Irish to finally come unstuck in such a miraculous fashion. Yeah, back to Gensh, not even cited, not even cited. World Rugby's disciplinary system is a farce. Plead guilty and you're rewarded, right? Look at Ferguson. It, it's, it's a nonsense right now. How Gensh doesn't get cited for that, it, it's, it's an embarrassment. Speaking of ruffled feathers, let's go to the Toronto Arrows fan who's got a broken quill in his pocket right now. Ryan, what do you got? I'm over the Six Nations, so a couple of things caught my eye this past weekend. I'm going to start uh, Premier 15s. That's the uh, women's competition over in England. 11 North American internationals playing Saracens versus Exeter Chiefs. Awesome to see. Good game. Uh, Canadian getting player of the match as well. Sophie de Goody, so that was awesome. And uh, Superliga Americana de Rugby down in South America is underway. We're in two rounds. Now they're playing a few days apart because they're in this bubble. So it's not like one game a week in MLR right now. They play a couple games from five days apart and then they move on to the next uh, venue kind of thing. But so far it's looking uh, pretty competitive. Haguari is a little bit strong in the one game they played, but uh, it's a, a good level of rugby at the moment and, and good to see them actually getting it underway after that false start last season. Kidding around last week, I brought up the potential of the rugby wrap-up version of the European Champions Cup for the two MLR-ish leagues in the United States and down South. How soon do you think before we can actually get something like that? Yeah, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, let's let them get another year, maybe another season in after this, and then maybe 2023. I know there's been talks about it. There were even talks about it last year, possible champion versus champion thing. I would like to maybe after the 2023 World Cup, once we've got both uh, competitions settled in, it would be really cool to see. All right. Johnny Lewis is our crazy Welsh editor, and he insisted that I talk about this. The Welsh scoring like All Blacks all of a sudden and getting away from Warren Ball. Steve? Yeah. Uh, you know. You're not sold. Oh, they're playing better rugby, no question about it. But, I mean, does he get credit because they had a miserable uh, 2020 and then it's all come good? They, they won a couple of games in squeakers. They've had a man advantage in three games. It's great to see Wales playing better. They're one of the great rugby nations. I'm sorry, they're not a Grand Slam team for me. You know, I, I also agree that Wales had a, a fair bit of luck in the competition to get to the Grand Slam game in their favour, but I would give them a lot of credit from where they were in the autumn, where they were last year to this year. They, they've dramatically improved. I think that there's a clearer identity in the way they attack by, you know, the the tries on the edge that they're finally scoring. Um, I think finding North and, and Davis as a centership partnership is fantastic. And I think he's also boosted by the fact he had his best players to pick from. That that squad is fantastic. Um, they, it, they upped their physicality massively, which is the only way they were able to be competitive against England, France, Ireland and teams like that. And then, you know, I think they've improved with every game and I thought they really did turn it on against Wales. They were a minute or so away from being Grand Slam winners yes i agree with the, the the asterisk next to the other four games but if they had finished that game in france in the way they had they in my mind they deserved it because france are an incredible team and they really you know for 65 70 minutes of that game took it to them and put them under pressure brian any thoughts other than toronto losing yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> steven go ahead that's okay no steve go ahead Greenwich Wanderers 16 and Struther 15. That's all I'm saying. 
Google it, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, don't go too far because this crew is sticking together for our Major League Rugby show this week, so don't go away. And please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby show, our Global Rugby Recap, What Are the Odds, our Major League Rugby Sports Bet show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Bailu, Martial Law, the Zack Attack, and please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs> 